0: Welcome to this week. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than last week. You sound like you're still going through puberty. I don't know what's going on. It just keeps cutting in and out. <clears throat> hold on.
1: Hey, hold, hold, hold,
0: hold on a second. I'm going to put my microphone down. I'm going to get some more water. Give me a second.
2: Well, it's time to
0: change.
2: <laughs> Good God. Oh. the fuck is wrong with this guy? I thought he I was a professional Professional, what?
1: Uh, you got me. God. God. That
2: sucks.
0: Let's see. Here we go. Okay. Now he's okay. talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I was getting picked up. Sorry. I was getting picked up like I had handles on it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Got the water now. So we're good. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. Thanks again for joining us for another week. And joining us, as always, are the two ECW legends you've come to listen to, Mikey Wipreck and Jerry Lynn. Boys, how we doing? Has the shine worn off, Mike? I don't think it's so. The shine. Not yet. First,
2: the the first—I'm not talking about house. I'm talking about you. Oh. The, the, uh, the first week, you were all professional, has your radio DJ voice. Last week, your voice kind of started off shaky, got a little bit better towards the end. Right. And today, you just
1: sound like
0: shit. I do. This is
1: terrible. He's going through a late puberty.
0: I am. I'm starting to spread Voice cracking. God. Does it sound really that much different? Well, I'm trying to put this nicely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, on this week's episode, we actually went to social media. And we had a lot of questions that listeners were wanting to know from you guys. Some stories, some interactions with other wrestlers over the years. We have a set of questions, and we're going to throw it back and forth between Mikey and Jerry. This will probably lead into some stories as well, so feel free to uh, expound upon some of these. But before we go into that, what the hell's going on with you guys? What what's what's happening since the last time we talked?
1: Well, you know, my life since I retired from wrestling has sort of turned into Will Ferrell's life on Old School. Uh, a big Saturday <laughs> is like uh, you know Home Depot, Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs>
2: oh, I get to go to Walmart.
1: <laughs> no Oh, I hit that too then, then, the,
2: the, Raise fuck, the fu- roof. Woo-hoo. the fucked up part about going to Walmart. did you know think that thing? people of Walmart? Yes, I'm yeah. one of those people now.
1: <laughs> now
0: <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> listen, <laughs> you're now just
2: realizing this There's a picture out there of me and Tajiri shopping at Walmart where he's pushing me around in a shopping cart. I remember that yes what we were, sh- we, were, we, were, we we' green missed aisle six. What? It's true. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was aisle seven.
1: You remember the uh, jackass craze <laughs> when I was yes. when we were in Orlando quite a bit. Uh, we were always partying at the ale house, and one night afterwards, Eric Young and I got a little crazy, and we there was a shopping cart out in the parking lot, and he hopped in, and I just started running with it with a full head of steam right towards some bushes, and poor Eric got so scratched up, and years later. I ran into Crazy Steve, and he says, "Yeah, we met that night. Uh, you and uh, Eric were pushing each other in the shopping cart, and I was like, oh, wonderful! What a great first impression.'"
2: One one time, we were at a bar, and we—it was got to be like four o'clock in the morning, and I was with Marty Giannetti. and we're walking past a dumpster. He hits me on the back and goes, "Here's a pizza," and I go, "What?" He starts running <laughs> at me. I hip toss him into a dumpster. <laughs> Then he proceeded to climb to the top of the dumpster and give me a flying crossbody. I said to him, I said, God, I said, Marty, that move stunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
0: it's, true. it's true. It's true. Love, I love Marty. He's great. So what were you doing with Marty out at 4 a.m. before you came across the dumpster? Mike, this you is a family show. This is a family show.
1: <laughs> you don't want to know.
2: That's uh-huh. the that's, that's, old you know, Bobby Heaton line, just a family show. And you go, it is? What are you doing on it? Have you talked to Marty lately? No. I waved at him on Facebook. You waved to him? Yeah, it's like that stupid thing you do. You can kind of, like, wave. Are you on Facebook
0: a lot? No. Jerry, you're not even on Facebook,
1: right? No. I'm still not, trying not to yet. figure out. I, I still am trying to figure out Twitter. I still got to learn how to do all this hashtag this and that stuff. And I don't know. Tag people and things. I don't know. Well, Jerry's still doing in.
0: Jerry's doing really well on Twitter right now. I mean, I I hate to be a buzzkill here for you Mikey, but right now we got an update here. Jerry's at 7,159 people. Is that good? That's yeah, cuz you joined what? What 2 weeks ago? Was that? Two or Roughly three weeks. 2 or 3 weeks, yeah. We should go to Mikey and let's see where he's at. He's over. He's got what? At least 10,000, I want to see. You got exactly? Whoa, that's why I got a calculator. It's not that high. It's 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 ten thousand. You got ten thousand followers, Mikey. That's took it. me six years. Right. Well you're Mikey, yourself. Mikey, you should be happy for me. That's true.
2: Jerry, I am very happy for you, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: well, only you. took him two weeks to do what took you six years. But that's fine. You know, it's all it's all for the better for of the show,
1: right? Yes. No, it's not, it's better for him. Oh, I thought we were a team.
0: We are a team. Okay. So what have you been doing, Mike? How about since we the rearrange we the
2: alphabet and put you and I together? Jesus.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So we have seventeen thousand followers. That's good. So hey, that, there you go. That sounds so much better. Don't worry, i fo- I'm a, <laughs> hey, I'll mooch off anybody. <laughs>
1: I got short arms and deep pockets. I'm good. You know the wrestler's favorite word gratis, which means you pay nothing. I only have 400, so you guys should feel really
0: good about yourselves. (laughs) Thank you. I got nothing. Normally normally I have some sort of witty comeback. I got nothing. 400 people decide to dedicate their social media to following me. Yeah, but you're muted.
1: Mikey, you didn't have nothing because you felt bad for him. That's terrible. That's terrible.
0: That's true. That's not uplifting. Alright, let's go let's wanna to go to some of the questions here that people want to know that are burning in people's minds that they want to know about you too. Sure. Alright, let's get into that one right here. So let me pull up this one. And we are also gonna credit the name of the person who actually went ahead and sent this out. Oh great. Now <clears> my now I got a lock on here. Oh crap. What? You put a lock on it?
1: <laughs> my it phone's my,
0: my phone's doing something super weird right now. I don't know what the hell's going on. You're having all kinds of issues. I can't talk. I'm the one with 13 concussions. You're you're doing all right.
1: <laughs> did you give your phone a virus?
0: I don't know if I did. Maybe I did. I haven't done anything on it that I shouldn't have been doing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> famous, words. Somebody- famous, <laughs> famous last words. We'll see you with Chris Hansen on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me, based upon my uh, Halloween costume, if I was was a furry. Didn't have a clue what the hell they were talking about. A what? A furry. If I was a furry, because I was Scooby-Doo for Halloween.
1: What the heck's a furry? Uh,
0: well, I think you should probably look that up. I did not know what it was, but now I do. You look it up on your phone. If, yeah, if I look my it up. My phone's already like, got a virus on something it. Something to my me? phone. No, it's, it's, it's not going to do anything to your phone. A furry is just a, uh, it's the classification of a certain group of people who are kinky, who like to do things oh, while they're dressed up as, you farm know. Farm animals. Well, I mean, not necessarily just farm animals, but like oh, animals okay. in general. And then they just cut the holes right. in the necessary areas to, to do their thing.
1: What? But, okay. yes. Hey.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. And my Scooby Doo outfit, um, had, you know, a little area where I could, if I needed to use a facility, but, so you are a furry? No, I'm not. I am not a furry. I do not participate in furry activity. I'm a slinky. You've never heard of this? Seriously, you've never heard of a furry before? I'm a 46 year old white guy from Pennsylvania. I have no idea what the fuck a <laughs> I'm gonna have to post a, a picture of a, of a of a furry and maybe send a video of a furry convention. I'm gonna look this up. Leave it on my phone. My wife's gonna be, what the hell are you
2: doing? <laughs> what do you mean, honey? Oh, let me, uh, no, well, this is the thing that Mike was telling me about at the ferry. Uh huh. hmm.
1: Mike, okay. sounds like you've been clubbing in some basement of some building in downtown Manhattan or something. So
2: no, that's yeah. New Orleans up on the balcony.
1: Oh, that's true.
2: Yes. It's, it's, I'm yes. familiar with that. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's
2: 2018. There's nothing wrong with this. It's all socially acceptable. Not that there's anything
0: wrong with that. No. whatever. Whatever your interest is, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. That's that's one of the best things
2: about the world nowadays, to a point, is for most, most of the, I mean, there's a couple of whack jobs out there. But for the most part, you can do anything you want. Yeah, and it's
0: nothing shocking.
2: No. The furry ECW, we, <laughs> a furry is pretty fucking shocking, I'll be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tweet you the picture of why someone thought I was no, a furry. No, no, don't. No. I'll take your word for it.
1: It's a, it's a wholesome picture. There's nothing explicit oh, I'm sure about it.
2: it. Oh, I'm sure it's very whole. We don't I want wish. the
1: visual. We no. don't want to be scarred for life. New Orleans pretty much starters for life, right?
2: Yeah, but this is escalating to a new level.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: so what is the... the, the why, is that guy fu- what? Why, why is that guy fucking a, a Disney mascot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Disney mascot. <Jeez>. A furry. <laughs> is that a thing? It was Hanna Barbera.
1: All right. Hanna Barbaric. <laughs> it very much is. Barbaric. Fred Flintstone. God. All right. D- D- Dino. 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 I was going to say, poor Barney. <laughs> That's the
2: dinosaur. That's a whole other realm. That's reptilian.
0: All right. This should be working
2: now. Oh, I hope to God it is. All right. Here we go. Barney, you seem to have some dental algae festering on your crocodilian
0: teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You ready for the first one? Well, I thought we were (laughs) done. Isn't it furry enough? I'm going to send you the picture because seriously, it's not that bad. Send it to me now. All right. I'll send it to you right now. Here we go. Let's see. Here we go. probably like
1: a costume party. No, I'm not even at a party. I'm in my living room. That's even even more fucked up. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's not real supportive, you guys. Let's see. Where is it here? I got it. Ooh, that probably should not. I'll have to crop that.
2: you <laughs> <Get> to <the> crop <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that? That wasn't quite what I Uh-oh. thought that was going to be. Okay, hold on a Why, second. Why, it wasn't
1: circumcised? You're going to have to crop that? Now hey, we, hi-oh. <laughs> I thought he said crotch that.
0: <laughs> it's a Jewish bear. Here, hold on. Yeah, I'll
1: see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear about the rabbi that gave free circumcisions? No. He, no. he only took tips.
2: <laughs> god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was tremendous. Oh shit. People have to
0: listen to this. Yeah. Damn it, Jim. I'm a Bang doctor. Gynecological. Hey, send me the furry pick again. Jeez, she's in the other room. She can't hear me. Alright. I'll find it. I'll find it. And when I find it, I'll send it to you. How's that sound?
1: Sounds, Sounds good, lovely.
0: So we have a question here from Tom, who is at Bull God 872. Jerry, can you tell us a little bit about your battles with Rob Van Dam? So, Jerry, I know you've had some legendary ones with Rob. Can you shed a little light into uh, in your experience with Rob and what was it like working with him?
1: Which time? I mean, I think we were practically married for two years. What about let's go back to the first um, time you worked with Rob? The first time? Yes. <laughs> I've told this story a few times. I was traveling with Al Snow at the time, and I i really don't remember the whole match exactly in its entirety or something. I think we both, both Rob and I got a little bit banged up. Well, it seems like every other match, either he or I or both of us got busted open. I remember coming back to the curtain, and I had blood come out of my nose my mouth, I think I had some blood coming out of my shoulder. My head was kind of, my neck got a little jacked up and it was kind of stuck, cocked. My head was kind of cocked to the side a little bit. And Al Snow sees me come back to the curtain. He says, what the hell happened to you? I said, he says, it looks like you've been through a war. And I just looked at him and I said, it's not supposed to be like this. Now, Rob and I, you know, we, we played rough. You know, we were just trying to give the fans something new and different that they hadn't seen before and and we you know every match we wanted to kick it up a notch from the last one and it just you know it was what it was it was fun in some weird twisted sick way <laughs> but so was he banged up at all oh yeah we both got banged up so what was what
0: was rob like as far as you know not inside the ring but just talking to him and hanging out what kind of person was he like
1: oh everyone knows he's just a laid back stoner he's cool Really nice guy, you know. I can't see anyone not getting along with him. If anyone doesn't get along with Rob, boy, they're the ones with the problem, because you know, like I said, just a laid-back stoner. What about
0: you, Mikey? Any experiences with Rob? No, I, my, ma- I mean, my matches with Rob were really easy.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks a lot.
2: Well, I knew the, uh, I knew the trick. The, well, what was uh, the trick? When, when, when you catch the chair and he throws it. Yeah. You, uh, right when he throws the kick, you kind of let go with one hand and put the other hand between your face and the chair.
1: Oh, yeah. And so there were so many times I got that sickening thud. (laughs) You never told me about the hand in between. No, I, when I took the, the Van Daminator, I learned to try and spin off of it as fast as I could. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you risk, uh, being unconscious or paralysis or, you know, so.
2: now he, for me, I mean, he was always really easy for me. I mean, talking over a match really easy. He was, uh, very good at pacing his matches too. So it wasn't like a constant, you know, run, 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 you know, you'd move, but then there'd be like that slow period while well, he'd get his heat point to himself.
1: Right. Well, people would always ask me, how did you not blow up in the matches with Rob? I just say sell. Yeah. The sell. I- and you get your second wind.
2: Yeah. He, he really, he really was pretty easy to work with. Oh, yeah. You know. Just
0: talking over matches was just, I mean, really easy, really simple. A pleasure, if you will. And he was in freakishly good shape too. I mean,
1: well, people don't realize that. I mean, it's kind of deceiving how thick and how built he is. And, uh, cause he's solid and AJ Styles put it great one time. He told me after AJ had worked with him and stuff. He says, getting hit by a Rob is like getting hit by a Buick. And I was like, bingo. <laughs> it's true. Wow.
0: So when you would work with Rob, was it was just something that you just kind of knew already, you know, Hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, or was it something a little bit different each time?
1: Well, for me, I don't like to do the same exact thing every time. Cause I think I would get complacent and that's when something bad would happen if you're not, you know, uh, so I always like to change it up just to keep me on my toes. And because a lot of times, Paulie would have, like, we'd do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday shot on a pay-per-view weekend, and the pay-per-view would be Sunday. So there's a lot of times he'd have all the pay-per-view matches work each other. And the first time he says, yeah, why don't you work with, I can't remember if it was Rob. It may have been Rob, because uh, you guys are working the pay-per-view. And I said, no, I said, I, like, I, I think the first one is always the best one for me. I'd, I didn't like doing the same match, you know, in a row twice.
0: I just sent you that picture, by the way. Oh, I can't wait. Do We pause for a fuzzy. It's it's, it's a furry. But or a fur- <laughs>
1: now we call
0: it a fuzzy. I thought it was a fuzzy.
1: No, it's 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 a furry. It's it's a furry. Hey, maybe now they'll branch out in some other sick, twisted form of a furry called a fuzzy. What? It's your the- the fuzzies and <laughs> your furries. You never know where this is going to go now. What? That's not a. <laughs> See? It's not a. It's, it's going to be chaos. You got cats sleeping with dogs.
2: <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> yes. that's,
1: a, that's not a bad picture. It's a fucking. Sc- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? People are what did you thing. Send it on. Oh, here. Wait. No, you didn't send it to me.
0: No, I sent it. Yes, I. I sent it to. I sent it to all of us.
1: Yes. Oh. Oh. Let me. Go. Okay, I'm at the wrong thing. Here we go. Oh, lord. What? Why? I can't even tell what that is. I think that's a cross between a fuzzy and a furry.
0: <laughs> so it's it's a it's a baboon body because it doesn't match the head with a Scooby head.
1: See, it is. They crossed a fuzzy and a furry, and that's what you get.
0: Yes. And that's how people get their rocks off. Yes. What they do is they cut a hole in the uh, in the lower area, the, the lower crotchal Yes, they do. And then they go ahead and you you do not, from what I understand, you don't take your mask off. So I would be, I would stay in character as Scooby and whoever I would be with would stay in character as whoever they are. That would be (laughs) Reggie. That's a hell of a
1: fetish.
2: Yeah. I almost had a threesome last night. You did. I just needed two more people.
1: (laughs) Call up the chipmunks.
2: (laughs) Which 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 ones? The Disney Chipmunks or the Alvin and the Simon? Alvin <laughs> and Simon. But then the trailer that that would have been a foursome. That'd be a big old pileup. The very foursome. The Furious very
0: four, foursome. All right, so yeah, that's the picture. I have other ones. I will I will no, refrain from no, sending.
2: T- don't send me anything else.
1: Yeah, I don't. Need, like I, I, don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need the FBI knocking at my door. I didn't. I just saw the second one. It's you. It is me. Oh, my yeah, God, me. you're a furry, fuzzy thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was me. Okay. Do you think a character like that would have gotten over in ECW?
1: I don't know. I'm just kind of concerned that we're going to see you with, uh what's his name, on um, to catch a predator. <laughs> you mean Chris Hansen? Yes. <laughs> That's terrible. Yep. i uh in there with a lunch sack full of Scooby snacks. Yeah, Scooby snacks and condoms. i was just i was just here bringing over the alpo
0: (laughs) so i hope i hope tom at bull god eight seven you don't have a pooper scooper do you i have one how do you use it i have one huh how do you use it gently what's
2: the fun in in that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so once again bull god 872, I hope you, uh, you got your question fulfilled with, uh, Jerry taking us back and telling us a little bit about
1: his battles well, with There's with so RVD. many things I could tell about the matches with Rob, you know, we can go on for a long time, but we got to get to the next one, I guess. We,
0: we do. And if you think of something else that you want to throw in there that we can send out to, uh, to God 872 let me know.
2: BullGod, Eric right. Freeland sends you a picture. Don't open it.
1: No, <laughs> Unless you've got goggles, duct tape, and a turkey baster.
2: Hey, don't, don't <laughs> threaten him with a good
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually proud of that costume. I'm sure you were. He was let's, the let's life to of the party. <laughs> let's Goody! go to the next one. <laughs> so TMZ, space, space, Yt asks the question: Can someone discuss the time when Pillman, Foley, and Austin were all in ECW
1: at the same time? That's before my time. That's that's on you, Mikey.
0: Ah, uh, all right, gr- Grandpa, you can answer this one.
2: I don't know really what what they want to talk about. I mean, they weren't really doing anything together. Was Pillman there? With, was
0: Pillman there with Austin? I didn't think he was. So this would have had to have been in 1995, because Austin was only there in 95.
2: Was Pillman there then? I
0: thought Pillman was in 96. I don't fucking remember. Do you have any good memories of Brian Pillman? Anything funny or any interactions you had with him? Oh, he was great. He
2: was the, he was the loose cannon for real. Now, I don't know if for real he was the loose cannon, but he, he, did, he kept that up 24-7, 365.
1: Wow. He did that in WCW, too. Loved, it was like he wouldn't break character in the back.
2: Yeah, he was, I remember he, I worked with Shane Douglas on a Friday night and I hurt my knee and I woke up Saturday morning and my knee was, it was huge. Like I couldn't even bend it. I couldn't even walk. And Paul was telling, cause I was rooming with Shane and Paul was telling Shane, oh, I, need, I really need Mikey tonight. Cause a lot of guys are hurt. I said, well, I mean, you know, so I'm wrapping it tight. I'm soaking it, heating it, icing it. I'm trying to do everything I can. What the hell's going on over there?
1: <laughs> Sorry. What are you? What are you doing? My daughter's came in here to get food for the guinea pigs, and she's, I'm telling her to be quiet, but she snapped and opened and shut the lid.
2: You're talking about these furs. I thought you were going to say gerbil, and I was about to go, that's it.
0: <laughs> that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, have you heard guinea pigs? They sell better.
0: <laughs> oh, she's sweet. <laughs> what, what was I talking about? <laughs> I think you were talking about Brian Pillman in his time in ECW. Yeah. What about Brian Pillman? Okay. So,
2: oh yeah, my knee. So we did everything to get my (laughs) knee. You know, so I could even walk, and it it didn't really work. So, uh, Paul goes, "Can you can you work with Rob? We'll do like an angle with Pillman." And Pillman was in the wheelchair, and I said, "Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what I can do with Rob. I mean, something really quick and really easy." So I hobbled to the ring, got in the ring, and then. Somehow, I Pillman is on the mic and he's cutting a promo on me, and I slap him across the face. I mean, I slap the shit out of him <laughs> across the face, and then he does the thing where he hits me with the crutch, and he's now he's in a wheelchair with, with his broken ankle, and he's trying to hit me with this crutch, and he is fucking killing me with this crutch. I think Rob came over and got some shots in, but I was—I mean, he he got me pretty fucking good. He lit me up, and I remember getting to the back. He comes to the back. He's all fucking—you know. Flying, bribing, you know, loose cannon and all in gimmick. And he pulls me aside and he goes, hey, I just, I, you know, I want to apologize for the crutch thing. I can't really, with my ankle, I couldn't really work it right. I just kind of had to, you know, just hit you. I said, No, it's okay. No, you know, no big deal. It's all good. He goes, okay, good. He, he was away right back in the gimmick. Wow. Yeah, but he was, he was great to deal with with me. I mean, he was really, really
0: cool, you know, really easy. You know, what do you think? What do you, what do you think was his big, you know, I don't want to say downfall, but did he, did he himself, you know, deal with some extracurriculars and whatnot that just kind of not, not really
2: that I knew. I mean, I I just think, you know, he had the gimmick going really good. And I think when he hurt his ankle, I think that's what, that's what did it. I think ultimately, you know, trying to manage the pain and deal with that and try to come back quick and try to get that contract. You know, I think that's what, you know, but I never experienced him or you saw him do anything, you know. Extracurricular, if you will.
0: What the fuck? Any good. What What was funny about that? <laughs> no, because I. What the hell was that? Don't look at me. Did somebody just break, break wind? No. <laughs> you're full of shit, Mikey. Somebody just broke wind.
1: It wasn't. It, it, it was not. I'd me
0: he,
2: up. I'd be my bothered. headphones picked that up. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you break wind before me? Sorry, baby, I didn't know it was your turn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did did you oh, okay. have any good any good partying stories with him, or any good drinking stories, or three o'clock in the morning stories? Oh, no. I I didn't just you know at no, the bar yeah. just just drinking
2: nothing you know nothing out out of the norm. Did you have a room with him? No, no,
0: I didn't sleep. I didn't really room with anybody. Yeah, I was to say you're you're still on an hour of sleep right now. So how are you even functioning? I'm thinking about my furry uh, action later. It's keeping me going. <laughs> If you like that, you should have seen my last year's Halloween costume. I'll send those pictures a little later. Oh no! Is that the one with the? Is that the one with the pig? With the curly tail. I knew it.
1: I was worried yeah, it, was it was a, a horse. G- it was
0: good. It was a who?
1: I was worried it was a horse, and you had the actual horse's bridle in your mouth. No, no, no! God, that was high school. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> I had moved on
0: from that. Okay. That's child's play. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah, it is That's
1: tomfoolery. High level tomfoolery.
2: No more horseplay. Someone's going to get hurt.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mikey's full of the dad jokes.
2: <laughs> of course. A horse, a so, horse, of course, of course. Unless, of course, the horse's name
1: is Mr. Ed. That's before my time. Oh, sorry. Nick at night, Jerry. Nick at night. No, I actually I did watch that when I was a kid. So, okay. so
0: Casino Gino sent a message in and he wanted to know a little bit about the Eliminators. And why they never got a bigger push or why they never ended up getting a chance to work for either WCW or the WWF. So either one of you guys have any good memories on the eliminators? They were great. John Kronos was so good. He was unbelievable
1: for a size. He was amazing. I mean, I'm going to,
2: I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I, I could be going off way into left field, but I think he was just as good physically as
1: Van Damme. I've never seen a guy his size do a 450.
2: 450. He would do that, uh, was it when you run off the ropes, you do like the handspring backflip over the top rope into a salt press. Yeah. I mean, he was on, I mean, unbelievable. He could, there was nothing physically he couldn't do. He was that damn good. And And he was just
1: this guy too.
2: Yeah. So cool. Cronus. Yeah. No. And I remember when they first came in, I was like their first match and had to take that, that total elimination finish. Holy fuck. I mean that thing, that move, that that just sucked. There was no way you could you could. There's nothing you could do in that move because you no. had you had John sweeping your legs from behind, and you had Perry coming with that kick to the face. So it was really, if they didn't time it perfect, either you would get your legs taken out from you, or you would get just kicked right in the face.
1: So you got to get your hands up.
2: Yeah, I and mean, it just it looked phenomenal, you know. And when they when they were in perfect sync, it was, it was wasn't that bad. But if they were just a, a half second off. It was not fun.
1: Did you do the You're one point it. landing?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like when you hit the mat.
2: That's yeah. cuz I I splatted, I don't bounce. Oh, I So thought, what do you think thought you thought prevented like them from Twitter, you bounced. Th- that was different. Yeah, you said you didn't bounce. Generally, I don't bounce. You what, look at, look at matches of me from taking choke slam from 911. I don't bounce. I go, "What?" <laughs> And and if if you happen to look at that suplex I took from Taz, it was, I didn't really bounce. I look, I like <laughs> hit and slid. This was just like
1: Bleh. afterwards. You look like a dropped pie. <laughs> <laughs> a dropped pie? That's fucking great. pie? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Well, that's, like, a drop you know, after that first little bounce, it was like you laid there in a crumpled heap, and I was like, "Wow, you looked like a drop pie." <laughs> that's, that may be the best.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a Fucking drop pie! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. Oh, what kind of pie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's the messiest. Lemon man! <laughs> oh <my God.
2: laughs> I need to sleep more often. <laughs> I don't think a drop pie is that funny. <laughs> F- fucking is this? It's fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you look like a drow pie. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wow! You're making me uh, laugh. I'm gonna pee myself soon. Oh. I, already, I already did.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I took my wife a damp.
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask another question about the eliminators, but I guess I can hold off on that one.
2: Oh, no, ask away.
0: <laughs> I'm just- so, I'm just licked myself off the mat. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think prevented them from getting a, a, a bigger push in their careers? <laughs> okay, Jerry. <laughs> it's
2: your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> You're the one talking about a drop high. It's
1: my fault. Oh. You're making me laugh. Oh. oh.
2: Does anyone have a spatula?
1: <laughs> Look at the crust.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Give me a minute.
0: I'm gonna hit the bathroom now. We can definitely move on. Oh oh my god! Is he legitimately going to the bathroom? He is. Okay. Why
2: not? (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Let's let's try to gain
0: some sort of composure here. Yes. (gasps) Okay. I had, I had never heard anyone say that before. That, that, that was the first for me. I mean, I, he, he's been holding that in for so many years. Twenty years I've told him? That's,
2: that's the first time I've heard that one.
0: Wow. Oh, my. That was great. One of, you, one of your best friends thinks you uh, look like a dropped pie. <laughs> I, I haven't approved much since. Oh, <laughs> that, that, wow. that was
2: just a bigger pie. All right. <laughs> okay. So, oh, beats
0: did you go in a bucket? That, wh- what? That was, it was fast. Right next door,
1: <coughs> the neighbors were really uh, understanding. Oh my god! No, bad days.
0: <laughs> so you've you've kept that pie thing in for for what twenty years, Jerry?
1: No, I sling it out there once in a while. Oh,
0: I,
2: I said I've never heard it. I've twenty years I've known you. I've never heard that one.
1: Oh yeah, I guess I. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes stuff just comes back to me <laughs> do you describe any other uh, any other people
0: who've gotten thrown around as any other type of baked good
1: no I just usually re- refer to their face <laughs> they got a face like a drop pie <laughs> I don't know oh my god <laughs>
2: you want to hear my joke about pizza pie sure by all I means my, it's pretty cheesy oh oh <laughs> Okay. Stop doing that. I can't help it. <laughs> Did ever tell you about the crankshaft pulley? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. We're gonna move on. I think we we're, really were asking about the eliminators.
0: I was asking about the eliminators, okay. and I, I I thought that we had moved we have moved on. Oh, we but, moved all right. Uh, <laughs> so do, do you guys have any other memories of the eliminators? Any other good stories remember, about I, them? I anything? think
2: that they didn't really go anywhere because Terry and John, they they had a falling out. Which Perry got tired of just ba- basically babysitting John is what happened. And Perry told Paul that he wanted to go into singles. And I think Paul said no. And then I think Perry just left. Wow. He blew out his knee and he got knee surgery. And then just signed with WCW
0: and that was it. Huh. So was John just a lot to, to deal with on a day-to-day basis, you think?
2: Yes. From what Perry told me, and I don't know if this is true or not, but John did get a check from the government every month.
1: He was like a big
2: kid. He was. He was But he was nice. He was He was, he was seriously he was so nice. He would give the shirt off his back.
1: And he was always happy. I'd never yes. seen him in a bad mood. I don't think you've yet described anybody so far
0: from ECW as being anything but nice. Like was there anybody who was just unpleasant? Unpleasant? I'm trying to think who was unpleasant.
1: Well, when I first got there Taz was really uptight and I'd met him before up in Minneapolis and, uh, so I'd always just try and joke around with him and try and get him to loosen up a little, but you know, it wasn't like he was being, uh, a dick or anything. It was just, he was just really, uh, stern and I was just trying to get him to loosen up and just have some fun. Yeah, no.
0: Was he as intimidating in a personal life as he was on screen?
1: Uh, maybe if you didn't know him, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think it depends on your your position too. You know, like Jerry said, if you didn't know him, you know, and you and you were a new guy coming in and hadn't been around, I I can see him be very
1: intimidating. Now, didn't Perry help out at the school too, or no? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was fun. Didn't uh, who 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 threw who threw a sheetrock wall? I can't remember the story now. Oh, I don't remember. Damn, I don't remember. What was it you? No, someone threw something through a
0: sheetrock wall. <laughs> That's yeah, probably not. Yeah. Thrown through a wall or something. It was probably me. Somebody got thrown through sheetrock. Yeah. Probably didn't think anything of it. So you guys you guys talked about the school before. So the school, a lot of you guys were at during the day?
2: It was really, at first, well, yeah, it was Taz, Perry, Bubba, and me were at the school.
1: And they all, I've we all never, had, we, i we, we never all had, seen it. I'd never been there, and it sounds like I never wanted to be there because it sounded dangerous. <laughs> so... <laughs> Run for your life! <laughs> <laughs> it was we all had we all
2: had gimmick names except me. If if people would call the school, Taz, Taz's gimmick name was Tom Marshall. Perry's was Vincent Van Gool. Oh,
1: Sounds God. like the host of a Friday Night at Midnight horror. Movie. <laughs> <It's good.
2: laughs> when they would call Perry, go yes, this is Vincent Vincent Van Gool. Bubba was Winston Brands, and I got to be John Watson.
0: <laughs> <You're wonderful. laughs> I got You had no input on it. I got to that. use my real name. like, chief thanks. So you guys train people during yeah. the day?
2: We did Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday we were on the road and Sunday we would drive home. So
0: I was with Tav seven days a week in Perry. Jeez. Yeah. They they take care of you guys? I mean as oh, far they, as oh, you guys compensate as well.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
2: it, I mean for me it was great. Like I ride with Taz and Perry, which was, it was always a very weird dynamic because Taz did not like to go out. Taz did not like to go party. Taz would not go to the bar. He would finish the show, grab something to eat, and go back to the hotel room and watch ESPN. Perry liked to go out and have a good time. So I was always in the middle because I didn't always go, like to go out, but I would like to go out on occasion. So it's either I got in trouble for going out and Taz would be fucking hot at me or Perry would be
0: hot at me because I didn't want to go out. You're screwed. I was way. fucked. <laughs> it sounds like Taz and Lance Storm would have been a good, uh, match as far as rooming, right? They both like to stay in. Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to ask Lance, but about how he liked traveling with me since, uh, I was the rebellious teenager and he was the father figure. Oh God. <laughs> but. I mean we traveled together for I don't know how long two or three years.
2: see so. Taz was great because with taz away from the wrestling atmosphere with me, he was great like i could I could make him laugh and we'd have just have a good time. you'd just get goofy, you know but mm-hmm. once he got around the business where he got in business mode, it was like a complete you know transformation where he was all business and all just you know
1: brother, remember when he'd be getting ready to go to the ring. <laughs> You and I'd be going, brother, where's my woobie?
2: <laughs> yeah, his towel. Looking for his towel. Uh, yeah, he didn't like that.
1: <laughs> I imagine not back then. No, he didn't he didn't like that. Mikey,
2: you better stop fucking around, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? What do you mean me? Jerry was doing it, too. He goes, Jerry doesn't work at the school all week. I go, oh. <laughs> so I got a pass, huh? Yeah, you got to pass. I, t- I took your beating. Oh.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: No, they never, never beat me up. I got stressed a couple of times, just you know, and you know, just, just you know, just wrestling around. But I mean, they were great to me. Taz would get hot at me because he could never stay mad at me. He always said, "Because ah, so, oh, you always have the right fucking answer." He, he would fucking storm away and get hot because <laughs> <laughs> he he just couldn't stay hot at me. How good would you say Taz was in his prime? Oh, he was he was fucking really good for me for me. If, with his style and. His gimmick and just his his overall persona was was absolutely perfect for what ECW needed back then. He had it down to almost too perfectly, but he I mean he was great. He, everybody believed his gimmick. Everybody, you know, all those fans they they thought he was legit. Well, he kind of is, you know, but they thought he was a legit badass that would fucking kill people, Dumped them on their
0: head, choke them out. Now that was after he got rid of that uh, the the pineapple haircut though. Yes, the task. Made-
2: I remember he got extensions one time. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, he, he had the Tasmanian thing down, too, you know. But it's just when they finally let him change the look a bit and, you know, shave his head and go with that more amateur style. I mean, he, he really – he had it down. He knew what he wanted. He had the vision on He just made it work.
0: Do you feel like when he moved on to WWF, they really dropped the ball with him? Because I feel like they could have did so much more.
2: Yeah. I don't know if – I don't know. I just think being – you know, he was – what is he, 5'7"? 5'8", yeah. maybe? I just think when you have guys in there that are like six five, six six, it, it was kind of harder to to make it work.
1: Yeah, it doesn't to help. sell that package, yeah. it doesn't help at all.
2: No, and he has his own style, you know. And, you know, yeah, you have to kind of when you have your character down and you're this big ass kicker, and then you go there and you have to kind of change it a little bit, and you can't really be this ass kicker, and you got to tweak your style a little bit. And they want you to sell a certain way, they want you to react a certain way. You become the ass kicky.
0: That's right. So, were a lot of guys in ECW shorter? I mean, uh, I prefer I,
1: San- vertically challenged.
0: 911 <laughs> wasn't short, wasn't he? Something like he was over six foot. Easy. Not everybody was short, but you got to
2: figure when, you know, Shane Douglas was a big si- a, a, considered almost like a big guy in ECW. You know, you put you put him in, you know, I mean, he was a mid, mid- um, you know, a heavyweight guy when he first went there, when he was doing, uh, doing things with the Rockers when Sean was hurt. You know, Shane was a big guy. You know, who else do we have? Was there? Sabu was there. He was, what was that? what's Sabu? 5'10", 5'11", maybe? What about Big
1: Dick? Big Dick was, he's a big boy. Yeah, but. Six but fives. if you notice,
2: they didn't put those guys in the ring. No. They weren't working no. matches. What about Tommy? Tommy's over 6'. Yeah, it was Tommy? 6'2". How tall was Bam Bam? Oh, was he six six three,
1: six four, maybe? Yeah, but he was a big boy. He was like a bigger than a refrigerator. Yeah. He was a big boy.
0: And then you had Sandman. He was what? He was over six as well.
2: Yeah, but with WWE, you got guys who are like six, seven, six, eight. <laughs> you know, the average height. No, I just think that he had the character down, and Paul pushed him a certain way. And I don't think Vince ever had any intention of pushing Taz to nearly that level
0: with that same type of character. Based upon what you've seen from both products, how would you say Paul's style was as far as how did it differ from Vince's style? Of, as far as telling a story or putting on a match or putting guys together.
1: Paul was good at using people to their strengths and hiding their weaknesses. I just, you know, he, he just knew how to use everybody.
2: He's, he was so good at knowing who would work well together, kind of who wouldn't. He kind of let the guys do their own thing for the most part. He'd give you a finish and say anything specific he wanted. You know, he'd give it to you. But otherwise, I mean, you guys, you pretty much could do anything you wanted. You know, he would make it work. On the TV, like I said, he'd splice it up, put it together, edit it, make it look nice, you know. And a lot of his angles and stuff were more reality-based, where Vince was doing at the time. he They were doing more of a, you know, a comedic, not a comedic, but a, a cartoony type. Oh, as Not as yeah. serious.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that when they had, like, a plumber character and yeah, all these ridiculous the, characters? The goon. Yeah, the goon. You know, a hockey player gimmick could have worked, like the Hanson brothers. Yeah, the Dudleys. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, he he had to wear them those silly boots, and I don't know, it was. Like, he was he was really a hockey player.
2: Like, if you were a hockey player going to wrestling, you wouldn't dress up like a hockey player when you wrestle. <laughs> just just it didn't make sense, you know. But Paul, he just Paul just had a more realistic style, and he he really had his pulse on pop culture, and he just knew what people are going to want to see. And
0: he just put it together. You know, he did not micromanage. That's for sure. So he basically gave you complete creative freedom to do what you wanted, but he did give you what the outcome he wanted. I can, if I was not in the middle of something with somebody like on a house show, for example,
2: he would go, he would go to me go, who do you want to work? I go, I don't know, Jerry. He goes, okay.
1: I always said that. I always said, if I was a booker, I would ask everybody, who would you like to be in an angle with? Who do you enjoy working with? You know, and if you get guys who enjoy working with each other, you're going to get the best out of them.
2: Yeah, it was just—it was just so we worked hard, but it was—it never really seemed like work ever. I, I never dreaded going to the building, going, "Oh, this is going to suck," you know. Well, some of the matches would say, "Man, I thought that," <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it was always fun to go to work. It was never like you hear guys now—they're like, "Oh, yeah," you Well, know? they're just not having fun. But it, at the same time, though, it's a completely different world in WWE. I mean, this is a worldwide conglomerate of just everything. They have the monopoly on pretty much everything.
1: Yeah, in ECW, so, I, I, always, I always looked forward, you know, when it came time to get up and go head to the airport, I looked forward to it because I knew I was going to be thoroughly entertained just by the boys in the back. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, the shows were going to be a blast, too, you know. But uh, it was a very entertaining crew. It was so not work.
2: No. It really wasn't. It wasn't. It was a like college, but we never went to class.
1: Yeah. And
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> some of the guys that you named that would be trainers at the school, who did you think that really was was good at working with the uh, with the people you guys were training, like surprised you with how knowledgeable and just their insight into training for the business? Uh, I don't know if I was necessarily surprised because, like I said, I was with Taz and Perry all the
2: time. You know, so i was I was constantly in, in the car with them, you know, talking, traveling with them, just learning things like that. So, but but Taz and Perry, they were both very good trainers. So they, they had a very good way of breaking it down and kind of making these things that seem so mundane and so unimportant, but kind of telling you why it was important and why we do things the way we do it. So, I mean, there's really no surprise. I mean, it, they were just fucking good at it. How did you get approached to do it? Uh, my feet sucked where in my matches. Like, I was never really officially trained the right way. Now, I talked about Sonny Blaze teaching me to work the left. Right. But he never taught me, like, whole, the proper way to put a hold on or the proper way to have my feet and, you know, have it make sense. And so you're not tripping over yourself and looking like an idiot. So that explains it. Yes. So. <laughs> fuck off, Jerry. <laughs> Mommy. I'm going back to the drop pie. <laughs> but no that i never was really officially trained like i could do high spots you know what i mean And i can kind of i was picking up the psychology a bit but i was never actually taught to wrestle so when the school opened paul wanted me there to work with taz and perry so they could fix me and kind of fix me up a bit and then they wanted me to help start training guys and then it got to the, it got to the point where all the beginning classes i was just i was just teaching them it's pretty much just me you know, and the Taz would come over at the end of the class and let's see what you did and pray to God that they were doing it right. Otherwise, I was going to get a fucking tongue lashing when they left.
0: <laughs> you know, but no. Was any of the, did any of the students end up, you know, going far in, their, in the business or anybody, any standouts that you remember? Well, three of them I can think of was Chris Chetty did pretty well.
2: Danny Doring did pretty well, even though he does not like me. And uh, Roadkill. I can't think of it. There any, well, Tom Marquez came out, but he I don't think he really did much after ECW. John Kersey came out. I think John Kersey. He came out. He uh, he started NYWC, so he did alright. But pretty much as far as actually wrestling goes, as far as having matches, it's some, some, some sort of uh, notoriety it was uh, Chris Danny and Roadkill. Now Tommy wasn't down at the school? No, he was in the country club. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's where we went up in the the Westchester office with uh Tommy, Guido, and D We called them the Country Club Click. They w- they were up in the fancy office up there. while we had we were in, in uh in Bayshore Long Island, like a, a run down dumpy school next to uh Dr. John's car clinic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, they w- we called them the country club click and then there was us. Taz, Perry, Bubba and, and myself. What was Bubba like with the students? Uh, he was a dick. He was, uh, he he was Bubba. He comes across that way. Like, if you don't know him, like, I could see why people would think that. But he's, but it's not that he's a dick. He's just very, he thinks the way he thinks. He has his opinion on things. And he's very confident in himself. He always was, even when he was first breaking in, you know, when he was Mongo Vile. Um, you know, that's, he was, that's just how he was, you know. So for me, people go, oh, he's a dick. I'm going... No, he's not really dead Cause that's just Bubba. That's just how he is, you know. It's, it's the, it, if you take it personally, I guess I could see why you think that. But if you're just, you know, you, you take it for what it is. I don't. I, don't, I think he's fine. Are you surprised he went as far as he did? No, he was always very hungry and always very willing to do whatever it took, even if he didn't really want to do it. Like I know he never wanted to be called Bubba, and he never wanted to shave his head. So if it was up to him,
0: what would he gone? Mongo
2: Vile. <laughs> No, I don't know. M- Mongo Vile was his original gimmick name. He had like like gray Zubaz pants with like skulls on it, I think, and like almost like almost kinda like kind of like Hack myers ish, kind of. But uh, yeah, but he came in as Mongo Vile, and then I remember, you know, Paul asked him if he'd if he'd shave his head, and how do you feel about the name Bubba? Because well, every fat guy's name is Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did what right. he did all right for himself, huh? Oh, oh yeah. I think he did quite yeah. well. I saw him, I saw him just a couple of weeks ago up at at a House of Glory show, and it's you know to me he's just Bubba, you know, Mongo, Mark, you know. And I'm not saying I'm not saying no. Mark as in he's a Mark. I'm saying Mark is that's his name, but that, that's how I met him back
0: in the day, right? So some people have been asking, were he and Devon as close? As it was perceived, because when they had their Hall of Fame induction, I had a few people hit me up and say it kind of sounded like he was, you know, I don't know, kind of always wanting to be the leader of that group and thinking more highly of himself than the group itself. What was your what was your take on that? Uh, They were just Bubba and Devon, you
2: know, Bubba was the one that was, you know, working closer with Paul. He was the one that was, you know, he was just the leader of the team. You know, not to say Devon didn't have any input or anything like that, but Bubba was, you know, kind of like Perry was the leader of the, of the Eliminators. You know, Bubba was the leader of the of the Dudleys. New Jack was the leader of the, you know, the uh, the Gangsters. I think every team has that one guy that's going to take kind of take the lead a little bit.
1: But you know what, Devon was a workhorse. He was a selling machine. Oh yeah, Bub.
2: Yeah, that's true. But I, I'm talking more. Oh, not behind not sure. the scenes. But I mean, that was just that was just their dynamic. You know, Bubba is very business conscious. He's very focused on the business part where I got a person. Devon was always more into let's have good matches. What can we do in the match? You know, not to say Bubba didn't do that too, but Bubba was always very good with the, with the business side of things. You know, so I, n- I never got involved enough when, when they were talking money or they were actually talking business, business. But just in some of my conversations with Bubba, I just know that he's very business conscious on things. Which I guess is good. If you could have a team, I guess you have to have one guy that's going to be super focused on that part, right? And again, not to say Devon wasn't. I don't really know. I just know Bubba because I'm closer with him. I know that's, Bubba was very driven that way.
0: So, with your school, would you have somebody like Bubba come in and, and train or do a seminar? Yeah, why not? He's a fucking hall of famer. God damn it! Why wouldn't you? <laughs>
2: but, that, but this, but this is the thing too. Like, I saw Bubba at another show up for PPW in Pennsylvania, and he worked with this uh, this guy. That was his name. Ethan, maybe? Ethan Page? No. That was his name. Evander James, I think it was. And, you know, Evander was very excited to get to wrestle Bubba at the main event. Well, Bubba is very business-like, and when he works for the younger guys, he treats these younger guys the way we were treated by the older guys when we broke in. You know, very serious, very, you know, very factual, very, you know, by the book, you know, with, with a a very calm demeanor, you know, and Evander was very excited and things like that. And Bubba kind of told him, you know, just relax, you know, we're going to be good. You know, and he forgot a couple of things in the match and we came to the back and Bubba says, do you think you took full advantage of the opportunity you had tonight? And he's like, yeah, I did. He goes, no, you didn't. He goes, you got nervous. He goes, you got starstruck and you kind of let it get to you. He goes, you can't do that because when you have an opportunity like this, you need to step up and do it. You know, and I can see some of the guys thinking that Bubba's being a dick, you know what I mean? But I'm looking at it from Bubba's teaching this kid, you know, when you have an opportunity, you need to kind of put your game face on, go into business mode, and work your match. You know, because when you're out there working with somebody, you're on the you're on the same playing field, you know? Yeah, you may be a superstar, you may be a Hall of Famer, but you're still in the same match, you still need to work together, you know? After the match is over, and you're in the locker room, if you want to mark out and be like, oh my God, it's Russell Bubba, it was the greatest thing in the world— Absolutely, but when you're out in the ring there, you kind of gotta you gotta subdue those feelings a little bit and go to work.
1: I don't think a lot of guys know that though. That's no. where, I, you know, because that's where I think where the the veteran has to kind of put them at ease beforehand and let them know, hey, know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And a lot of things too. A lot of these kids they don't get this. Like when I got to break in, I got to travel in the car with Paul and and Taz and Perry and and McFoley, and I got to learn. You know, about the business, things like it's just these car rides. Well, the kids today, they're not getting that. Right. You know, you're going to come in, you're going to, oh, you're working with Bubba. And right away, you don't, get to, you don't get to know the guy. You don't get to travel with anybody. You're not getting this experience. So your first experience is like, oh my God, I'm wrestling a superstar. You know, so it's a, it's a little bit different. And, you know, and the kids, you know, especially the ones that really want to be respectful, you know, they, they're the ones that seem to struggle the most, where it's the guys that out there that think they know everything, that they don't seem to give a shit. <laughs> they, they do a little better a little bit better initially in these matches
1: i've seen quite a few times in the past where uh if uh the younger kid tries to not even try and get over on the vet but you know i've seen a lot of vets who are real buttholes and they think the younger kid's trying to get too much in and you know it ends up not being a pretty sight yeah well that's a so, you know, it's that's just I guess- you know it depends on who it is and like I said, if it's someone who wants to, someone to go out there and not be nervous and have a competitive competitive match and stuff, and they need to kind of set them at ease if they can sense that they're nervous, and you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So basically, what we're telling you kids is you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea what you're going to get.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like we've kind of answered a big portion of that question when we started with the Eliminator, so... I hope that uh, that answered your question. And I'm getting the information here from Casino Gino, and he's at Casino Gino. So hopefully that answered your question about the Eliminators, and obviously you got a little extra stuff there as well as far as the Dudleys and the training as well and what that was
2: we like. Gave some bonus, we gave you some bonus material. And, uh, you did? you
0: can me on Twitter, I'll, I'll
2: tell you where to send the check.
1: We always end up taking an obscure left turn. That's
2: true.
0: Hang a Louie. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Our final
0: thing I'll get to here, you guys, was, was a message that was dropped in here to me. And I thought it was interesting. And I want to get your take on this. So this was sent to us by Manny and he is at Manny 54430960. And this is to Mikey injury. Your thoughts with Mike awesome and when he ended up leaving ECW and he took the belt with him. So what are some of your thoughts on Mike? And what was it like at working with Mike? And then was it kind of surprising when that happened or? Mike was a good guy for me. Yeah,
1: he was another, you know, just laid back stoner type. Yeah, really big. Easy going. Yeah, big boy. But I think, you know, whenever you're going to leave a company, you should do the right thing and drop the belt. But, you know, when a company is is uh, messing around with your money and stuff, I could see not sticking around and dropping the title, but don't take the belt with you. Just hand it to him, hand it to him, and say, "Here you go, I'm done," and leave. If you're fed up with the money situation, so you know, there's just different variables you got to take into consideration.
2: Yeah, and you never know what kind of what kind of pressure he was getting from the WCW side, as far as oh, you got that belt, huh?
1: <laughs> oh, true. Bring it with you. <laughs> well, that's where you gotta, you know. It depends on what your principles are. I would have told him, no, I can't do that. I would have said, you know, I'm not going to do I don't know. That's me. Yeah. But I would have had no problem just walking out and leaving, but I would have just handed the belt to (laughs) (laughs) Pauline. You know what I mean? I would have handed the belt to Pauline. I would have left. I wouldn't have took it with me.
2: Yeah. I would have (laughs) mailed (laughs) it.
0: Any any recollection or memories on Paul's feelings towards that? He was livid. Livid. He was
2: pissed. He was quite pissed. I'll never, I'll never forget just getting on the plane to Indianapolis and Taz was on the plane. I go, eh, the fuck are you doing here? He he just looked at me and laughed, you know, because nobody knew he was coming in to, to win the belt for Mike Austin. I mean, he didn't, nobody knew. It was one of those, oh, oh, I get it. Taz was on loan. But Mike was easy to work too. I remember when I came back from WCW, my first match in, I got to work with Mike. And I had to take that power bomb over the top to the floor through the table.
1: Did you really have oh, to? Oh God! And did I'm going have to. Uh, no,
2: nope. or did you agree? Well, to that was it was my first night in after after you know being on my paid vacation, and I figured, well, if he's bringing me back, I kind of have to, you know, <laughs> I kind of got to do what they want me to do. Justify so remember- your paycheck?
1: Huh? Justify your paycheck?
2: Justify my paycheck. And the fact that he brought me
0: back after leaving.
1: <laughs> oh, true.
0: But he wouldn't, have any, he wouldn't have any beef with you for leaving. Paul? He shouldn't. Yeah. He did not He didn't. I
2: talked to him for like four hours on the phone one night. It was, well, again, we'll this is another story. But I remember I was walking to the ring, it's just, and I knew my name this time. So I knew I was going to the ring, and Paul going to me, Mikey, are you okay taking this bump? And I said, Paul, I could take anything once. <laughs> so, and I went, and I, I went out there and I took this and I took it, man. And I came back, and I was pissing blood for a week. Like oh, I'm going, yeah wow. So once in a doctor. I bruised my kidney, but just, just and it, it's not wasn't my fault. I didn't land ro- you know badly or anything. Just the way I hit the table, m- my kidney hit, and it just you know just it didn't like it the way I landed. You know, but I hit the table. It was it was you know seemingly it was fine. You know, but just it 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 did suck. It did suck. So so not only did I have ringing in my ears from Jerry from a year and a half earlier, I was pissing blood.
1: Uh, so you're saying you don't sound so great when you're singing in the shower?
2: No, it's like the last time I left the Slayer concert.
1: <laughs> you end up tone deaf and, and and pissing blood. Yeah, there you go. Didn't they write a song about
2: that? Pissing Raining blood. blood. Oh, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much if, if you're on the ground and I'm peeing blood, ben, I'm raining blood if you're an ant I guess
0: yes well that's all the questions that uh had been chosen from social media anything else you guys want to say before we uh we wrap
1: this one up I know there's a lot of fans that are or a few have been hitting hitting uh hinting questions about music so we'll, we'll get into that another time next we'll week on that too.
2: next week let's do music
1: all right. We
2: can do music. Barry Manilow. <laughs> Ingebert Humperdinck.
1: <laughs> Robert Goulet.
2: Goulet! Oh, look, a big horn.
1: <laughs> Staring cut. I'm a Pat Benatar fan. Pat oh. Benatar? I love me some Pat Benatar. Oh, yeah. Oh, you no. know who I, I'm a mark for? Who's Devo. that? Devo. I'm a big Devo mark. Whip it. Whip it good. Wow. No, not that song. <laughs> oh. Uncontrollable Urge. It's a theme song to that show ridiculousness. Ah,
0: oh. oh, that's right. That's great- with uh, Rob Deirdrick. Indeed. So, Mikey, information here. Question for you. I do not know my Twitter handle. Don't even ask. Oh, I'm not going to ask your Twitter handle. No, I'm okay. not going to do that one. Would you come to my furry party?
1: Well, I wouldn't be offended with cash. <laughs> I'll come to the fuzzy party, but not the furry party. Oh,
0: you'll come. It's a big pay... <laughs> it's a big payday. So it's big. Yes. It won't be a squash. So l- let me ask you this. How can people find more information about the school? I know we haven't really talked about that yet, but what's more information people can find about the school and how can they reach out? To well, you? we are at, uh, I think it's at underdogs is the Twitter handle
2: and associated with, uh, P p w wrestling up in Pennsylvania, come on down, come join us. I will teach you how to fall down, hopefully not get hurt. I will teach you the my way of professional wrestling, not necessarily the w w e way, but uh, we could do that too if you want.
1: teach them how to not bruise their kidney and piss blood
2: that's uh that's the second day oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the first thing I teach them how to come up with a furry gimmick.
1: Very important. The furry gimmick. I, sh- I should have never even brought that. No, you should Like Don Re's like purse. The furry gimmick. That just, that was bad.
0: All from the word get-go. I didn't. Oh, I want to purse ask purse
1: with an R in it. Oh, I thought
0: you said purse. Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought you said. Like a kitty cat. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Sick bastards.
2: Catwoman. Um, so they can they find, find Eartha, you Eartha, at UnderKit from Boomerang. Marcus, I, I don't have any panties on. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh He's gonna be a hit at the fuzzy party.
0: I am. I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna look like a a fallen pie, is that right? A dropped pie. A dropped pie. A fallen pie. Come on, my <laughs> It's oh. a dropped pie. It dropped I'm pie. Gonna, I'm going like, to use that tomorrow. You should. Feel free. That could be a t-shirt. Drop
2: pie? Yeah. And just me looking like shit? <laughs> that, that,
1: that, that's possible, too. You laying there with a chalk line around you. That's, that's a good one. So
0: what? G- give, the, uh, give the Twitter handle again for the school, just so people can go ahead and, and, go ahead and type that in. I believe it's at underdogs. I have, I, <clears throat> hold on. I be, yeah, I believe it's
2: at underdogs. I'm terrible with this shit. How do I search? I heard a rumor that Howard Finkel's not doing well. Is this true? I did not hear that. Look, oh, hear- look, I'm not even close. It's oh. at it's at school underdog,
0: so I can't even get it right. Here we go. At school underdog. That's what I just said. Yes. Pay attention. I am trying to. I was focused on Howard yeah, Finkel. You climbed of the doghouse.
2: Yeah. No, no. What? I heard. I heard he had like a stroke. Oh no. Oh, that's not good. But this was back. That's not good. I heard back in July. Oh but it just <laughs> you're trying to but, but it just popped up on Twitter someone mentioned it if anybody had an update on Howard Finkel and Mike I've
0: never heard anything well let's do this here Jerry since Mikey doesn't know his Twitter handle give everyone your Twitter handle at it's Jerry Lynn perfect and Mikey's is at Mikey Whipwreck underscore which Mikey calls underline and if you wanna get their merchandise, cruise on over to ProWrestlingTees.com. There's a little eyeglass or a little hourglass, however you wanna look at it. Go ahead and type their names in there. They have all designs. You can go ahead and get those. And Jerry, you said you have a new design that's gonna be coming Actually, out.
1: Actually two just dropped yesterday. One's a comic Ooh. one's a comic themed one, and the other one is the new ref and show nice
0: so head over to pro wrestling tees and make sure you get those shirts once again if you want to get autographs from either one of the guys make sure you hit them up with a dm on twitter once again that's it's jerry lynn and at mikey whitbrook underscore i don't have any autographs i don't have anything to offer you i'm just at mike freeland if you're interested in following me i would truly appreciate it but that's gonna do it for this
1: week put out eight by tens in that furry costume (laughs) I'm. I'm thinking about doing that. Should
0: I put that out there on social yeah. media? You think people would dig that? Holding uh, the head uh, in apparently. your lap. <laughs> but, but the camera has to see the back of the head. Oh, Can't do <laughs> yes, it. Yes, you can. It's a baboon costume, by the way. So the butt's hanging out. It's not even a dog costume. That's, that's tremendous. I had to. I had to. It's a mashup. <laughs> well, I'm sure it All was. Right. Yes. <laughs> Guys, that's gonna do it. For this week a front row material, for Jerry Lynn, for Mikey Whitbreck, I'm Mike Freeland. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <Dropped by. laughs>